Attempt number five to record today's episode of the Daily Larb. It's number 128. And these are the complications of being a podcaster, creative dude, and living in a house with children and a wife and stuff. Right? So, we'll give it another go. Hopefully, this can, uh, we can pull the trigger on this one and make it live. Uh, because what happens is when someone opens a door or someone slams a door or someone just walks in on you, yeah, okay, you can stop it and you can resume it, but your train of thought is completely taken away. And I like to do, I find that my best work, the best episodes that I manage to do, uh, if, at least from my perspective, um, are the ones that I'm able to just stream, you know, just start it, stream the stuff and stop it when I'm done. And hopefully I can complete this one in the way I like to complete it. So, today, what am I talking about? Well, first I should introduce myself. I'm Larry G. McGuire. If you don't know that already, I'm a writer and artist over at LarryGMcGuire.com. And uh, I've been writing there for quite a while. Uh, You can, if you sign up, you put in your email address and you sign up for Sunday Letters. You can get the weekly newsletter from me. And I've been writing that for a year solid. Uh, goes out every Sunday to my readers and uh, I narrate it here too on the podcast and um, the podcast is not particularly daily as such almost daily some days I do an episode every day but depends on the demands of other things but uh, you can be assured that the stuff that you listen to here and the stuff that you can read is kind of deep you know it's not surface level rubbish it's not entertainment news it's not sports news it's not politics it's not uh, any that kind of shit, right? It's always associated with the fundamental question. Who am I and what am I doing here? What is this? What is this all about? You know, why bother making stuff? What is integrity? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to love and to hate? What does it mean to interact with other human beings? What am I? What am I beyond this physical entity? Will I live after I die? What happens after my body disappears? Is that which I call myself still in existence somewhere? What is what is it? What is thinking? What does it mean to think? What am I? Am I merely the experience of being alive? And is all this just an illusion? Like some religions, some philosophies would suggest. I was driving to uh, college this morning. It's Good Friday here. And uh, most places, well a lot of places are closed. Construction industry is closed. Uh, But that doesn't mean you don't work if you don't want to. That used to be different a long time ago. And I want to talk to you about a little bit about that today. The religious aspect of this weekend. Because it's the day Jesus Christ is supposed to have died, you know. And on Sunday he rises again. And uh, I've got a view on that. Because most people take it as literal. And perhaps it's not literal at all. But of course the church relies on you and me. Believing that it's a literal thing. That it actually happened to some bloke 2000 years ago or whatever. But anyway we'll get on to that more in a minute. So this morning. I am driving uh, into Dublin Business School. Where I attend uh, college at night. And I'm taking a a place in the library. To do a bit of studying. And I'm driving along. And uh, 
got a cup of coffee there. I'm driving along, and I'm stick on uh, a piece of audio on uh, from YouTube. And if you've ever listened, to, or if you have not listened to Esther Hicks before, Google it or YouTuber. It's good stuff. It's a bit wacky, but it's good stuff. So this bloke comes on and he asks uh, Esther how he might be able to um, stay plugged in, you know, throughout the day and not get drawn into the craziness um, and maybe fall off his perch, you know. And he describes it as uh, staying in the centre of the of the uh, storm. The eye of the storm. How can he stay in the eye of the storm? And then I realise, uh, not that I haven't real, realised it to some extent before, but it, the analogy um, is agreeable to me. And I say, yeah, that's that's what I am. I'm the eye of the storm, you know? And perhaps that's what all of us are. The eye of our own individual little storm. And uh, everything, all of this turbulence around us is just stuff, you know? And... Um, we are uh, merely in observance of it all, but most of us get caught up in it and we believe in it, you know. And um, part of that storm is uh, that perfect storm of stuff that's going on. And uh, the storm is uh, trees and houses and birds and people and society and culture and religion and politics and war and peace and love and hate. And driving around and traffic and roads and all that kind of stuff. Buying coffee. All of this kind of stuff, right? So that's the storm. And at the centre of the storm is you and me. And we're just watching it all. But we get sucked into it. Uh, or we get sucked out of the centre. You know? The centrifugal forces tend to throw us out if we're not uh, aware. And um, the likes of religion relies on us not being aware. And any ideology doesn't necessarily have to be religion. Any ideal ideology or thought system that requires our adherence and our support and our following um, is the same. Uh, and if we are so disconnected from ourselves and the true nature of ourselves that we get thrown out of the centre and drawn into this craziness that is the world around us and we begin to believe in it, and we invest our sense of self in it, well then, we're going to get hurt. There's just no doubt about it. And let's talk about religion, uh, given the weekend that's in it. In the, if you're not Christian, uh, but this weekend is the weekend that represents when this bloke called Jesus Christ, supposedly the son of the only son of God, uh, died and was resurrected on the Sunday, as if he's the only son of God, you know? And... Um, also, actually, that he should be a man. It's another interesting aspect. Um, let's just talk about him for a minute and his life. Uh, do you suppose that maybe he's the only person, who, male or female, who managed to realise who the fuck they were in relation to the broader scheme of things? No, I don't think so. Uh, I believe there has been many people like him, only... Uh, the institution of the church that has been built up around him and all kinds of churches and derivative churches uh, have merely latched onto this notion and the ideology that's been built up around it. And the men, because it was men, it's not women, women generally have become followers of the church and I'd be more inclined to trust a woman of the church than I would a man of the church. We've got a priest near us here locally, the parish priest, he's a wanker. Like I just have an awful, a, a, a woeful dislike for him. 
he just seems completely insincere and wholly dependent on people's uh, blind faith and blind following of what he teaches. There's nothing likable about this character at all. He just oozes uh, arrogance for me. I dislike him. And a lot of men in the church are like that. They, uh, they're reliant on you adhering to these belief systems that their church represents. And their entire sense of self is built up around these ideologies that the church promotes, you know. So the church re- requires uh, you to abdicate your sense of self and your responsibility for yourself to them and to their belief systems and follow them and give them your money in order for it to exist. Because if, if people didn't realize, if people in the absence of the sen- of our realization of sense of self, these organizations and institutions exist, be they religious or political or otherwise. And they're reliant on the people not understanding who the fuck they are. So, here we have this organization built up around this man, supposedly have li- has to have lived two- 2,000 years ago. And uh, maybe there was a bloke that fits the description, but there was many like him. And um, there's many around us now, if we just open our eyes. But uh, the church, through its course of history, um, aligned itself with the right organizations and managed to build itself up and um, uh, inflate its own self-importance and everyone else with it. And as a result, became enormously powerful uh, throughout Europe and the rest of the world. Uh, and this is what happens to organisations that uh, people invest themselves in. Because it's born from our lack of realisation who we are in the first place. So we don't know who we are. We're looking for a sense of meaning. We don't know why we're here or what, in fact, we're, we are at all. So someone comes along and goes, hey, here's what's going on. And we en masse uh, believe that this is true by virtue of the fact that they peddle fear, which they did do and they have done and they still do. They peddle, although maybe it's come down a little bit, uh, they're still, they, they still peddle this idea that uh, you and I must suffer here. And then in, in order that we, uh, we become saved in the next life, you know. And uh, this weekend is a part of that. And it's remarkable to me that the church would choose what seems to be uh, the the greatest suffering or the greatest incident of suffering in this man Jesus Christ's life, in other words, his crucifixion, as a means to promote their organisation and their belief systems. As I was a kid, we would, me and my sisters, would be... Um, made go to church on a good Friday and do the stations of the cross, you know. The priest would go around with his altar boys and, and his vestments and say prayers at each of the stations. And each of the stations depicted this tremendous suffering of this guy called Jesus Christ. And it's remarkable to me. And also, you know, he died on the cross and he died for us and all of this rubbish as if we're lesser beings and we have to live up to him, you know. Um, and this is the, the greatest depiction of of the Christian church is this guy on a cross. It's funny, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to the point of being remarkable, uh, to say the least. And so it was the church took hold in this country and, uh, the institution became enormously powerful. And with that, uh, that power, they brought an awful lot of suffering to an awful lot of people and, uh, the children, to uh, young adults, to unmarried mothers, to the sick and infirm, 
the mentally and physically ill were treated apparently by the church in the institutions of the church and this is what happens as i said with, with all institutions who have a freedom free reign over the people and not no one questions them uh, it serves to, to point out and i used it a couple of weeks back in a previous episode where i was talking about our responsibility as creative people to challenge authority and uh, how when we don't challenge authority that those authorities become uh, outrageously dangerous to society because uh, well without question uh, they just uh, begin to uh, catch fire and act with impunity and impose themselves on the people and what have you so anyway, it's uh, it's Good Friday, and things are a lot different now. Uh, it's no longer about um, the birth and death, or the, the death of Jesus Christ. It's about chocolate. <laughs> and it's about buying stuff, you know. So we've traded in uh, one kind of mental disease for another. It's, well, it's the same kind of mental disease, but we just changed how it looks. We've, uh, instead of selling out our sense of self to religious organizations we sell ourselves out to uh commercial organizations and so it is um but i want to propose something else uh insofar as what this birth and death of jesus christ actually is and was um it's my contention and it's not something i actually uh created or came up with myself i've been borrowing it from somebody else a fellow by the name of Neville Goddard. If you've not read or listened to his stuff, I'd suggest you check it out. Um, he's a, he comes across as a bit of a fundamentalist. He's he's dead now. I think he was alive in the 40s. Uh, and his philosophy was uh, that the whole um, message that's portrayed in the Bible, the birth and death of Jesus Christ, etc., really is a depiction of the psychic birth and death of human beings. And... Uh, the the death of Jesus Christ on Good Friday. Uh, did he die on Good Friday? I should really know that. Anyway, the, the death of Jesus Christ and his subsequent resurrection is an analogy for the, the, the death of the idea that you and I have as, our, as ourselves, of ourselves, as less than divine. And... When that idea dies, Jesus Christ dying represents that idea of ourselves dying. And then the resurrection of Jesus Christ on Sunday represents the resurrection of humanity's consciousness and our understanding, in its understanding of itself as the divine being. And that every human being is representative of the divine being. And all of this... Uh, stuff that we see and all of these characters that we play are the various disguises that we adopt in that process of figuring out who the fuck we are you know and um it strikes me as uh convenient that well it's it's difficult to kind of pin the blame here because i could blame the church and an awful lot of uh what who would call themselves atheists um blame the church and blame religion for this and really religion has no power if the people are not willing to give over their own power 
and abdicated and um, believe in the teachings of the church. I mean, how could any organisation have power over any group of people if the group of people weren't stupid enough and naive enough to believe that what they had to say was true? You know, how could it be? Um, there's truth in the saying, there's no master without a slave and there's no slave without a master. So you give up your sense of self to somebody else and believe that somebody has the right to tell you what to do. Well then, you're getting what you asked for, are you not? And so it is, the world is um, under the spell of nonsense, um, in large part. Now, I don't uh, intend to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There are truths within the teachings of the Christian church, the Catholic church, etc., and all religions are fundamentally founded in truth. But you see, what men do, and it's, all, it's men, it's not women. What men do is they crave power. And you only have to look through the history of the Catholic Church in Europe, the Christian Church in Europe, to see uh, how that power was wielded, you know. And the atrocities that were and continue to be inflicted on other human beings for the sake of religion. And for the sake of belief systems, not only religion, belief systems. It's all about power and it's mostly men, predominantly men, or chicks with dicks, who's that? That that uh, pursue this stuff. And uh, it's under the influence of men that people suffer, not women. Look forward to maybe when women um, take over the world, when perhaps we as a race of people realise that men haven't got a clue and that uh, women are more inclined to create uh, an environment where uh, peop all people can flourish, you know. And it's not about how big your dick is uh, or how big your gun is um, that uh, serves to grant you influence over people, you know, in circumstances. But uh, we see it now through um, what's being played out between Russia and the United States and Great Britain and France and Germany and, and Syria and the, the Saudis and all of this stuff. And really it's about uh, power and control and um, we get fed what the media will choose to feed us. And uh, what's remarkable is that you see this abdication of, of power and responsibility uh, on behalf of the people through um, their belief in what the media has to say about this stuff. I mean, you don't... To believe what comes on the news and uh, the TV and radio and stuff and read in the newspapers and popular news channels online is, um, like, please tell me you're not listening to that rubbish. You know what? If if you're listening to this, you probably don't listen to that rubbish. And uh, if you are, well, then I plead with you to stop because uh, it just fills you full of the wrong information. What I would suggest uh, is that you ignore everybody's opinion and just ask yourself what you believe to be right, you know. And so here we are on Good Friday, uh, the celebration of the death of this guy called Jesus Christ, who was the only son of God and died for you and me. Um, a story that has been believed in for a very long time, maybe not so much now. But still has some weight, you know. And really that's in my what I'm suggesting today on this episode is that 
uh, that's not really what's going on at all and that's not what the message in the Bible tries to uh, portray. It asks us, now granted that material was written many thousands of years ago and uh, the people who read it, wrote it never knew this guy, Jesus Christ, because a lot of it was written after the new, the so-called New Testament was written after he died. And uh, it was subsequently interpreted and written in different languages and translated and stuff. And uh, some of that information is bound to be lost. Like I'm reading Freud at the moment, Interpretation of Dreams. And uh, depending on which translation you read, the, the information can come across a bit differently. Uh, his, his original stuff was written in German. Obviously, he was he was a Viennese, Austrian, an Austrian Jew, and uh, it's interesting to see how uh, things can be interp- interpreted. Like I'm here, I am in two thousand and eighteen. Irish bloke, uh, big red beard on me, um, pair of jeans and a pair of runners sitting in my office chair, staring out the window. It's getting late in the evening in a completely different culture to where these ideas were born. Uh, you can imagine like late 1800s, um, late 19th century, coming into the 20th century in Vienna, where uh, society was completely different, where women's um, rights were non-existent, um, where with this particular man's religious beliefs the Jewish faith was under severe pressure in Europe uh, anti-Semitism was probably at its height just an excuse for keeping control of my space really wasn't it You know, uh, the Jews were um, only I believe allowed under the Austrian uh, going way off subject now but uh, under the Austrian constitution were only allowed practice their religion around the middle of uh, the 19th century, around the 1850s, I believe. And uh, here you have this guy, born comes in and he comes up with these ideas around the nature of the self and the nature of the human psyche and puts it all together. And here I am, like over 100 years later, reading this stuff. I'm bound to interpret it differently than he originally intended. So here we have the Bible um, that was written thousands of years ago under completely different cultural circumstances. And often those books were written hundreds of years apart. I even believe thousands, maybe not thousands, but certainly hundreds of years apart. Some before Christ was even born, this guy, Jesus Christ. And uh, anyway, you get the picture. This stuff is open to interpretation. And really what I'm trying to say is, for you and me to abdicate our responsibility of ourselves and give it to somebody else to tell us what to do, is ridiculous because there's no set of rules that will ever be able to tell me what to do the only one that can ever dictate and determine what's right for me is me and the same goes for you and this is again i'm going to refer back to the artist manifesto the book that's coming out next month that this is what it this is what it suggests that you've got to go to your own place to make your own stuff and that the world although it's there and and, and it's an influence it cannot be the determining factor in in telling you how to behave or how to perform. It cannot be. Otherwise, you're just going to get lost in it. Like I said at the top of the show here, it's like we're the eye of the storm. We are, the, we are 
that which is observing everything else. Except when we get drawn into it. We get drawn into the storm. We get fucked around in all of that turmoil. The only place we can actually see it with some sobriety is when we go back to that centre. Where we are. Where we come from. And that's what religion tries to keep from us. That's what political interests try to keep from us. That's what commercial interests try to keep from us. And it's not by virtue of the fact that it's uh, some kind of... uh, organized uh what's what's the term i'm looking for um i can't think of it you know what i'm talking about it's not it's not they're not going out on purpose to stop you from knowing these things it exists by virtue of you not knowing and the only way that you will know ironically enough is by getting mixed up in it for a while that's what i believe not believe that's what i've come to understand so there you have it I'm going to leave it at that because I've been banging on. I don't even know the quality of this stuff because I'm just going for it. And that's the way I like to do it. So uh, hopefully it means something. And That's it for now. So on this Easter weekend, if you're celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we'll have a good one. <laughs> the nearest I'll get to celebrating it is uh, maybe I'll have a beer tomorrow night. And uh, I'll, I would, you know what I'd much prefer? I'd much prefer to celebrate that tree, my friend, that grows outside my back door. That's what I'll celebrate. I'll celebrate myself. How's that crab you? I've been Larry G. McGuire. You've been listening to The Daily Larb. This is the show for creative minds, alternative thinkers. And I want to thank you for listening. If you haven't already got yourself a copy of The Artist Manifesto, that's the short form version, Get over to LarryGMcGuire.com. You can pick up uh, you can pick up that in PDF. The full length version will be available next month, and I'll have it for free on the site. You can download it in Mobi and uh, EPUB and PDF. The paperback will be available on Amazon, and the audiobook too. That'll come later in the summer when I have the opportunity to record it properly. I need to get a studio for that. Uh, and also, if you'd like to support me in my work, keep this podcast advert free. I don't want to bring, I'm, I'm, I'm intent on not bringing in dumbass product placement and all that kind of shit to try and make an income from this. Uh, that's not what I want. So if you want to support me, keep this ad podcast advert free. You want to help me uh, self-publish the Artist Manifesto, get over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire and you can uh, sign up there as a patron from as little as a dollar a month and uh, the more the merrier so that's it for now I'll be back tomorrow and uh, hope you have a good one good night to you take care